What's going on, guys? Michael here, Energy 360 Podcast by Intercom. Excited to be bringing you another interview, this time with J.R. Young, CEO and founder of King Operating, and also the author of the best-selling oil and gas book, The Upside to Oil and Gas Investing. Uh, on this episode, guys, Jay sits down with Stuart Turley, who's the director and publisher of the world's greatest website, oilandgas360.com, to discuss to discuss all things current market happenings. Of course, Jay Young's book, The Upside to Oil and Gas Investing, um, and why he takes a very interesting approach to actually investing in oil and gas. It's a little more of a real estate approach. I will let him talk more about it. I'm going to hand it over to Stuart Turley. Hey, Jay. How are you this morning? You doing all right? Stu, I'm doing great. Thank you for having me on your show. That is such an honor. Thank you. Oh, well, from one podcast guy to another, uh, it's kind of nice to reach out for fellow podcasters there. You bet. I look forward to having you on my my podcast. Oh, absolutely. We'll have to return the favor. But, you know, uh, when I reached out to you, I I thought it was pretty cool. Uh, I saw your uh, book on on uh, and saw it. I was like, wait a minute. And I got it and I started reading and going through it. And not only are you an Eagle Scout, uh, you also had been an owner in the uh, Rangers as baseball and then you had this excellent book, and the book is the upside, the upside of oil and gas investing. I thought it was an excellent book. So we've got all that going on. And then you read, you said, "Sure, I'll talk to you." I was like, "You must be really bored. You have nothing." To- <laughs> and in the middle of four daughters, I tell you, it's, oh. I look forward to getting away. Oh, you know, that- just to kind of, kind of have the time available, just to kind of sit and talk to somebody in the old business like you so we can we can uh you know go over to different different aspects of the business and what's going on in the world today that's what i look forward to talking about today one of the things i just want to share with our listeners and and folks is that your writing style was funny uh, and i it was very good read and i loved it because you also talked about your family history and one of the stories in the long time in being in this business jay your family has been in the business over a hundred years and I loved your story. Could you tell us your story of your granddad and how he used to measure the oil? I thought that was classic. He would measure what? Measure the oil? Yeah. When he'd fall asleep on the table. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so just real quick. I mean, my great grandfather, A.B. Young or A.B. Turner, I'm sorry. We had the, and then he was the, they had 12 kids. And my grandmother was the oldest of 12 kids. And then she married somebody that was my grandfather that, that fell asleep on the tank. So they would fall asleep on the top of the tank and put his foot down into the tank. And then when, when they all rise enough up, it would wake up because they were working 24-7. I mean, they were working constantly. People would wait outside for somebody to get hurt just so they go to work, you know. So they, so, but he would he'd go to sleep and put his feet in the tank so when the oil would rise up oh i'd wake him up and he'd know then to change over tanks and and, and uh, it's pretty funny and i thought that was absolutely hilarious now your whole family being in the business you take us as a reader from the old school of doing things all the way to the new side and how you change things and investors are really shy of wanting to get into oil and gas investments. Can you tell us how you've been doing it and then how you came up with the new way and the new possible, uh, the new ways that uh, King Operating is going through this? Absolutely, Thank, and thanks, I appreciate that, Stu. Yeah, I mean, 
most people, you know, when they look at it as an investment, and I'm talking, I'm not talking about the Golf or Chevron or, you know, I mean, I'm talking about, talking about the big boys that can go out and buy, they can go out and buy half of Texas or whatever, just drop of a hat. I'm not talking about those kind of guys. Right. What I'm talking about is the investor, the fifty dollars to $100,000 investor that says, hey, you know what? I need a write-off and I want some monthly income and right. I want a good return on my investment. Yeah. That's who we've catered to for a long time. When I got out of school, when I was going to school, I mean, in the early 80s, my dad was like, don't get in this business. Don't get in this. My granddad was like, don't get in this business. I mean, everybody's like, because it's up and down, up and down. I, I understand. So I didn't for the first few years. Then I got in it, obviously. If your parents are going to tell you not to do something, that's the first thing you can't wait to do, right? You know, so uh, so I got in the business, but but I learned how to put together projects. So we put together a one-well deal and Let's just say that we found a project and said, hey, this is a million dollar project over here. It's a million dollars to go drill and complete this well. I'll, I'll ask you, Stu, put up 100,000, you get 10% of that well. For as long as that well produces, you get 10% of the income. Oh, yeah. One well. Thinking, oh, okay. Well, so how long will it take me to get my money back? Well, two to three years, maybe four years. You know, okay. Well, all right. So then that's it, right? And then, that deal wasn't really working for investors because you either do or don't get your money back. And chances are really good that you may not ever get all your money back. Number one, number two, there's a better way to do it. So my buddy, David Moore, we're night best apartments here in Dallas. We're in, we're in Beaver Creek, 2015, March of 2015. And uh, for spring break, we're on a, we're on a chairlift. And I say, David, man, how's business? And he goes, huh, we've got so much business, Jay. He said, I just can't believe I got more investors than I do product. Yeah. And I said, man, I got more product than I do investors. <laughs> I'm dying for investors. Where are they? How did you do that? Yeah. You know, and, and you know, and, and for the for the first 30 years of my life, I wasn't as vulnerable, you know, and I wasn't like, man, what are you doing to get those investors just to continue writing checks over and over and over again. Right. And he said, well, it's pretty simple. He said, and he's acting like I should know <laughs> how the apartment business model works. And I don't. So I asked him a hundred questions. Fortunately, it was on a longer chairlift, right? We're going up and keep going up and uh, continue the conversation into that evening. Cause I'm just, I'm just thirsty for this information to find out how can investors make money? Man, right. this is awesome. How do they make money in your business? I'm going to turn that over to the oil and gas business. I got right. tons of experience over here. How can I use that model in my business? So he said, Jay, we find an apartment complex that's that's run down, that needs some equity, may need some painting or you know, new washer dryers or new clubhouse or clean the pool, you know, things of that nature. So we'll find an apartment complex. We'll buy it for 10 million. May, may and raise, you know, enough money to put down payment and to value add. And he said, then he said, we'll increase the rents as we go on and we'll sell, either sell the apartment complex or we'll refinance once it gets to a certain good level and give all our clients all their money back. Yep. And I'm like, wow, man, that sounds awesome. But how can I do that in the only gas patch? And so we did it. We did it. That's not your question, Stu. But this may be your next question. And have we ever done this before? 
Yep. You know, so we did that in 2015. A few months after this, I came back, you know, and I got a I got an SMU uh, MBA guy and I've got a Rice MBA. I'm sitting there going, man, I got it. And they go, I get back from my, you know, vacation. I got it. This is it. Come on, guys. Come on in the conference room. And they looked at me like, how are we going to do that? <laughs> what do you mean we're going to do the apartment business and the oil and gas business? What do you mean by that? How do you, what, when, where, you know, and I'm going, and I don't know, but this is what we need to do. You know, y'all right. figure it out. I'll come back tomorrow. You know? Right. And uh, so we found out how to do that. I mean, we, we literally had a, had a big uh, ranch that we had, we had, we had, we had leased. Right. They had drilled some vertical strong wells out there and plugged them all. Okay. They had not drilled horizontal in the strong formation. They had drilled a bunch of vertical, like 25 vertical wells that had produced a million barrels of oil right. vertically, okay. not horizontally. And we said, hey, let's take this thing and take it sideways and let's go horizontal. Right. We did that a couple of times, increased value 400% nice. in a year, sold a third of it for 130%, sold a third of it for 130% gave the clients all their money back plus 30%. And we're wow. heroes. We're wow. heroes. Now the other two thirds are still going. I mean, in the oil and gas business, you need high oil prices to sell deals. I mean, you do. Right. You don't sell an oil and gas deal right now in these markets. It's $45 a barrel today. And so you don't sell in today's market. But what you do is you increase the value of the asset mm -hmm. over time with equity or debt, and then you increase the value and then you sell and your equity makes money. You bet. Makes really good money, but you need high oil prices. Now you also covered in your book extensively about the depletion and going in and making sure that you're only in, in a field after you've proven it, you've gone in and say, this is a viable field for the first portion of the life cycle of that because you don't want to hang around for 30 years. Can you go into a little bit of the just make sure you do get the money back to the investor? I mean, in the first few years, I mean, that is that was a pretty big deal there. That was huge for us. It was huge for our business. It was huge for our investors. And uh, we we want to do it again. We've got a project right now that we're doing. And we'll, we'll do it again. I mean, it's, it's like you've got to increase the value with the equity up front. You have to be in a proven area. Right. You know, we're in the oil field right now that's, that's already produced 8 million barrels of oil. Right. It, it already has tons of oil in it. I mean, we don't go and try to look for oil that there's not any oil there. The oil is already there. Right. You know, we're not trying to find new stuff. We're just going into old dilapidated oil fields that have produced in the past, but for some reason, they're not up to their, uh, they're not up to where they need to be with a little bit of equity. We're going to drill four wells. Yep. We'll get the project up to 500 or 1,000 barrels a day, cash flow it, and if somebody likes it more than we do, we'll sell it. Now, are you using uh, new technology? Because uh, techno oil field technology has come a long way, and a lot of the old folk uh, don't like changing. So in order to get this new oil out of the old wells and stuff, what kind of technology are you jumping into, or what are, you, what are your expertise bringing into this? Yeah, and, and and what we know as new technology, I mean, it's it's not really new to us. I mean, right. We've been doing it for a long time, you know. But 
But to go horizontal in a, in a Niobrara formation, there are some people doing it. We know the rock will work. Right. They're not doing it right there. Got it. Where we are. So, so just taking one sideways, going horizontal in a field that, that has already produced. I mean, the, the Niobrara formation, the Muddy J formation, those right. are just, to go horizontal yep. is going to be exciting. How much oil those two zones are going to produce horizontally? Because you know the oil's there. Right. All you have to do is go horizontal. You don't need to frack them big because you know what the rock looks like. You don't have to frack them. Let them, let them rip. They're going to produce a tremendous amount of oil. We're really excited about that. Oh, that's very, very excited. Um, now we're sitting here at $45 and there's a world glut going on, lack of demand. Um, we tease on our show a lot that we're going to buy, you know, tankers and storage and, you know, try to get into the oil storage business. Just kidding, Jake. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, I mean, it's, it's not bad. Yeah, somebody's making money. I mean, would you have ever expected this past year that we would have seen negative oil? I, I know that it was just a contract flip, but it's, it sure was fun to see. Never, never, never. never. I, I was interviewing, I was doing the Jay Young show, and I was, I was interviewing, uh, I was interviewing before, before my interview with my pastor, Jack Graham, Prestonwood Baptist Church. And, and I was talking to Pastor Graham on the, and I looked up at my TV. And I saw minus $20 on the oil screen. And I was like, hold on, hold on a second, Pastor Graham. I got to look at this again. I'm not really, really 100% sure what this means. Right. And he said, what do you mean? I said, man, there's a hundred minus, there's a minus sign before the oil price. And I don't know what that really means. And, and I mean, it's just so crazy. I saw was a penny at lunch that day, a penny, right. you know, somebody's like, well, I'll take a penny for it. I don't not to think that somebody would take a negative price. I don't know about you, Jay, but my pastor would have had a heart attack at a negative. <laughs> I was on the phone with him. He'd know that my tithe would be absolutely zero, negative. So I would have to go to the church and say, hey, I'm not making any money at negative, but, you know, money. Exactly. Exactly. I, does the church tithe go that way? No, it doesn't go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I agree with you. I agree. But you know what? J.P. Morgan called that. They called negative oil in yeah. April. Negative April oil. But you know what they're also saying? What? Which is something I know you want to talk about next. And that is that is $190 oil in the next few years. Now, how are they projecting that? 190 wow. You have rig count down so much right now that it is going to, when our, when our demand kicks up, you're right. Hey, the United States needs over 20 million barrels of oil per day. Right. That's our appetite. I mean, we need that. Right. We're producing, I forget how many barrels right now. We were producing 13 million before the pandemic. Right. About 10 million today. Right. So we're only producing 10 of our 20 we need. So whoever said we're energy independent don't know, doesn't understand math. 20, <laughs> 10, I don't know. But anyway, so... You know, we need 10 million barrels a day, but that, that means that our supply is going to continue to either go up or down. Well, with rig count down 70%, our supply is going to hurt in the future. And our demand, when we have demand that, that everything opens up, somebody finds a cure, there's, right. there's talks every day about cures, cures, cures. 
when we do have that cure and we do have, we're looking at 22 to 24 million barrels a day. Right. So when our, our, our increase in our demand goes up and our, our supply goes down, you're going to see, you know, I mean, I don't know about $190. I mean, that's, that's pretty crazy. Uh, you have a lot of, you have a lot of money out of the market, out of, out of the old business. A lot of money will never come back to the old business. A lot of these private equity companies and all that, they're out. Right. Saying no more. Now, they say that right now. In six months, when oil prices go to sixty to eighty dollars a barrel, you're probably going to be licking their chops again. But they can't come. You can't just bring a, uh, a rig down and go to cold storage and then bring it back out uh, inexpensively. Yeah. Um, uh, so if I'm an investor and I'm looking at you and I'm saying, Jay, Jay Young, Boy Scout, uh, baseball, <laughs> I mean, you are an American, as we say. <laughs> Uh, I'm an American. Apple pie. Apple. Where's that apple pie in there? Come it's, on, Stu. It, hey, sorry, man. I, I love love my apple pie. Um, there you go. Is this the time to invest? Man, I tell you what, I couldn't. I mean, you've seen oil prices go up 30 percent in the last three weeks, four weeks. I mean, 20, 30 percent. I mean, they're up to 40. They're down to 37. Man. And all of a sudden, Biden comes in and says, "Hey, man, I'm winner, 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 chicken dinner." All of a sudden, man, you see that oil price, that thing's just starting to go up. Why? Because when, when and I've got, you know, Biden's our president, not, not that I like that, or it's a different topic for a different crowd probably, but, you right. know, but, but it is what it is. And when you have that going, that, that demand and supply and demand, I mean, I didn't make a really good grade in economics. My brother majored in economics. I did not. But I do know plus and minus. Right. And I know what's going to happen rig count. What's, what's going to happen with you're, you're going to need more oil. You don't have it. And what's going to happen? Right. It's going to go up. And we're going to sell. Man, you, you know how much more assets are worth at $60 a barrel than 40 Oh, absolutely. Like 100%. And, and you're going to make more money now. Oh, man. Absolutely. And um, so on our show, we talk about the international. And there is so much. You've got Iran, uh, you've got Libya, and I call it. I got to call. I got to brag on myself here for a second, Jake. Um, I called it uh, that they were going to hit 1.2 to 1.3 million barrels per day before the end of the year, and they did. And it's because okay. Turkey came in and helped them, and they're taking more of a cut. You got all OPEC and OPEC Plus can't control their members. You know, everybody needs cash. Jay, they need cash. So they're pumping oil even below what they need in order to get cash. How is that going to affect? Because I think I love our American oil worker. We should keep producing. And I think we ought to have something like Mexico and Canada and leave the rest of the world alone. I'm kidding. I'm whatever. But you know what I'm saying is that they're yeah. monkeying around out there in that price. How does that play in? Yeah, I agree. I mean, you will, and what Saudi Arabia and Russia, what January, February came on the market, they yep. flooded our entire. I mean, we need 20 million a day. They're saying we'll sell all at 10, 15, 20 dollars a barrel. They did what they're trying to do is run us out of business. All the shell drillers in West Texas, right? If you look at the Permian, the Permian is producing five, five of 10 million barrels a day, shell, right? Which is very, very expensive to drill and complete a well. And if you don't have 
50, $60 oil, you're toast. I mean, you cost you 8 million. We're getting ready to drill one. And, and I, I just like, man, we'll be trading money right. pretty much, but we have to keep our leases. So we, we were kind of. Yeah. You got to keep the lease. I yeah, mean, yeah. That's, the leases. So are the it is. You're right. And that, that is something. But if you look at the, I mean, what people don't realize, and I think this is a big, big, you know, aha moment for a lot of people. Yep. You know, Russia and Saudi Arabia and Iran, these countries make money by selling oil to right. foreign countries. I mean, it's it's like, oh, somebody told me that. And I was like, oh, you're right, because we don't need to. We're right. produced 10 million a day. We need 20. We're not anywhere close to being energy independent. And we, we're sure not selling oil. We do sell some oil. We do export some oil because it's a different type of great and because we don't have refineries here in the united states to refine that oil so we do export some but we're still not producing enough so right. these countries make money off selling oil that's why they tried to drive us out of business so they could charge more money in the future I, in the next three months six months this is what's going to you're going to see it our demand is going to go sky high our supply is going to be down and they're not going to do us any favors no, I. You're right on, you Jay. You're right on. They want us out. They want us out. They want us out of the business. They want to just be the, be the pawn, whatever they want to. They want to. They want to charge us whatever, and we're going to take it because, man, we got to have it. It doesn't matter about electric cars. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> the peak demand is going to be in 2030, 35, 40, whatever. I mean, hey, I, that's that's a. That's a long time from now. Right. You got to make money between now and then. And my you... assets are one to three years is my turnaround on my assets that, that I'm looking at for oil and gas. It's not, it's not a 20 year deal. You know, and that's a big change, Jay, because people in the past were saying when they wanted to invest in oil, uh, let's say 80% of your rigs uh, in the past uh, hit and I mean, 20%, whatever the number was. And now you're saying your model is invest now three years, you get all your money back and you're moving right on down to the next play. So yeah. you're looking for your return investor. Is that what I heard? Exactly. I mean, our, our investors, like I've got a guy that put in 600 grand in, in our deal in 2015. Right. He got a, he got a 80% write off that year. So he wrote off about $500,000 right. in 2015. He made over a million bucks. So instead of paying taxes on a million dollars, instead of paying a 40% tax on a million, right. he paid 40% tax on 500,000. We right. saved him $200,000 in taxes right there alone. With not even including getting his money back plus. He got his money back the next year in 2016. He got 600, I'm sorry, he got a check for $800,000. Right. We had a $200,000 profit there. Right. And then we continued to drill in that same arena for that asset. So, I mean, my goal was to sell in 2018. Yep. We didn't get there. Yep. We didn't get there when we didn't, so it didn't sell. I don't want to do that again. I'm ready to I'm ready to go in now and, and increase the value in a short amount of time. And if yep. we have a three to four to one, I don't know if I would – I don't know if I'd sell a third of it. I think I'd just sell the whole thing. Right. You know? Now, here's a real litmus test for you, Jay. Uh, did your real estate guy invest in this? 
Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay, that right there is. You may, I may have just asked you a question that sold the book and sold <laughs> because if here's your guy that you base this whole principle on. Uh, real estate, I mean, everything else, and he didn't buy in, I would kind of go, boom, you got me. That's yeah, yeah. So, He's a super, super guy, extremely successful, and uh, believes in us and our company, and he's done uh, He's done well. But anyway, yeah, he, he has invested with us. That is absolutely fantastic. <laughs> I, that was almost a trick question. It was one of my tests. Uh, questions. You know, it's kind of like when you're a Boy Scout leader and you see all your scouts doing something stupid. You just kind of like, all right, we're going to go after that question. But no, that is absolutely fantastic. And, you know, Jay, I can't wait to have you back. Uh, and let's see what happens here in a little bit. And we are going to just really look forward to see what happens coming around the corner on this. What do you think? What do you think is going to happen between now and and Q and next summer, because you, you know we're hearing this uh, three dollar gas, uh, you know four dollar gas, and then you're hearing this one hundred ninety dollar oil. What do you think is going to happen between now and just this next summer? I think that I really do think that oil prices will go up. I think you can see sixty dollars a barrel next summer, next third quarter, next year. Yep. I can see that. I can see that very easily. We'll kick this pandemic, COVID, right? We'll, the first quarter, second quarter, that'll 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 demand. Everybody's everybody's gonna go, wow, man, I can't wait. They're yeah. gonna start traveling again. It's gonna be crazy, and then and all of a sudden, our demand will skyrocket. Our supply won't be there, and that's what's gonna happen. Supply and demand, you know. So, I can see that. I think natural gas prices are on their way up. <clears throat> now, I think when XTO was sold to Exxon back in one of our former one of my owners of, of the uh, Rangers, Bob Simpson, you know, he sold XTO for $41 billion to Exxon because Exxon is long natural gas right. in the long term. Right. And I think they're right. I mean, I, Exxon's a lot smarter than I am. They got 400 PhDs, you yep. know, and I mean, they, they, they said, yes, we're in for natural gas prices for the long term. And that is, I feel like that's good. We've got some great natural gas assets. Good. Looking at a deal right now that's a natural gas project for next year. I mean, it's just a it's an incredible price, and and gas is so much easier to drill than oil, right. but you know, with pumping units and things of that nature. But you know, I think it's a. I think you'll see three dollar oil. I think you'll see sixty dollar oil, three dollar gas, sixty dollar oil yep. by next summer. Nice. You know what, Jay? I thank you very much for stopping by. I I really enjoyed this uh, uh, conversation and podcast, and we are looking forward to uh, getting this put out on our production schedule. So thank hey, you. Hey, great. So what's next for what's next for you guys? What's next in uh, the line for for Intercom? I mean, tell me more about what's going on with you guys. We are uh, actually expanding out to summits. Uh, we are taking, we have our uh, oil and gas 360, which is absolutely a worldwide phenomenon. Go figure this out. Uh, but we have uh, quite a reach on our oil and gas 360 uh, news platform. We are now doing summits, uh, virtual summits for folks. We have the American Association of Blacks and Energy. We are doing that one next week. As with the uh, Secretary of Energy. And so we have several others lined up. 
And in this COVID environment, we used to do the oil and gas conference with 2,000 people. It was the number one uh, oil and gas conference. So now we've turned it to doing digital. And it's actually being very successful. If you can do it in person, not everybody can do it digitally. So that's what's coming around the corner for us. Wow. So That's great. Anything by end of the end of the year, end of this year? Um, yeah, we have our conference on uh, Abe coming up next week. Okay, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah we, we love them and they're good people. And uh, we're just so excited about the, we're fortunate enough and blessed enough that we can make the change during COVID. So great. we are so thankful. All right. Well, thanks. That is so good. And uh, congratulations on your son getting his Eagle Scout. That yeah. is so awesome for you and for him. Uh, it it tells more about, I just did a, I just did a message for our Boy Scouts here at Circle 10. And yeah. we uh, talked about, I, t- I said, you know what? I said, the Boy Scouts has helped me finish anything and everything I yep. started. So don't, don't start something and not finish it. That was my big takeaway from from scouts, you know. So. I had more fun than my son. I can get it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks again, Jake. Talk to you Thank soon. Thank you.